0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Obsession. I'm Carl Befke. Mike Stather here. Mike, this is an interesting question because it's it's an opinion from John. He asked, what do you guys think most hunters' biggest mistake for the season is, and why do they do it? Huh. For the season? For the season, dude. Like, I'm talking the whole season. Wow. I uh, That one for me is pretty simple. I know what I think it is most hunters not all hunters but most hunters here I'll ask you this question when we were younger yeah I'm, I got an idea in my head <laughs> my
1: my answer say is pushing the limit yeah yeah going in where you
0: shouldn't be going yeah yeah I that's think the that's first thing. That one. and I think that's what you were gonna say yeah there's that one the other one I think that's important is people hunt too much yeah so if 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 you're talking about and this is the question john if you're talking about a private landowner who has 70 acres like me or 40 acres like Mike or are you talking somebody who hunts public because if you hunt public in my opinion which this is a whole different podcast uh, you have a bigger advantage than hunting a smaller piece of
1: private land yeah well we we talk all the time about staying out less is more less is more um and as we both had the same thing in our head and you didn't even ask me the question until right there so i didn't know what you were going to ask me um you know staying out monitoring using our cameras using our intel that we can um making you know the best educated decisions mm-hmm. we can uh, as to when going but we and we used to sit day one oh yeah in, out, in, out, constantly in and out, which all you're doing is educating deer, leaving scent, you know, pushing animals off the property or across the property.
0: We educated so many whitetails when we were first doing it.
1: <laughs> we were the Albert Einstein of
0: educating deer. Yes, we were. <laughs> and they knew a lot. They did. Um, yeah. Now, whitetails in general, you know, the less is more statement is the perfect statement. You know, and you say it all the time. I do. Uh, it's It's a... It's a pretty big deal. The thing I say all the time is whitetail hunting is a game of percentages. And the less is more statement comes into play when you only go in when your percentages all line up. Wind direction, ability to get in, entrance, exit, temperature, barometric pressures, the more of these things (laughs) that line up, the better your chances are of shooting a deer yeah and like you said every time you go into the woods you know honest chance of a harvest on a mature buck is slim yeah you know it is so that's kind of how i look at it you know you have to be able to control your percentages you need to know make sure everything it lines up and that'll give you a higher percentage of taking a buck that you're after yeah try to
1: hunt smarter not harder yeah. You know, and I know it's, I know you'll wait, you know, it seems like forever before season opens again. Um, very rarely are we in a stand, that opener. No. Anymore. Um, unless we can get in somewhere, we think we can dump a couple does yeah. early, you know. Um, but we've both been holding off the last several years, and we've been good. Yeah, not going on. You know, with, with that, yeah. Um, especially small properties, which is what we talk about, you know, your chances of pushing animals around is high. Yep. So you want to talk about percentages. It's you have a better chance to screw things up
0: early. Um, I, I believe. Yeah, I agree. Um, there's a lot of lot more variables because deer have a tendency to, you know, we can set up bedding areas and say, Oh, our our deer are bedding here and here and here. Well, there's A lot of times that they're close to there, Mm -hmm. but not right in there, especially early because there is so much cover and foliage and everything on the on the ground there on the lower levels near our bedding. Yeah, they've been all over the place. Yeah, so you know uh, that's where your educating of deer going in and out becomes an issue. Um, You know, doe (laughs) and fawn gets up and they run straight up a ridge. Well, now your bucks bedded up the ridge. And he sees these does and fawns coming. Well, he ain't just going to lay there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you get that cascading effect. Yeah, he's getting out of there. And it's, he might not know what scared them, but he knows something scared him. Yeah, he don't care. No. <laughs> no, he's by himself for a reason. He sees scared deer running. He's leaving too. Yeah. Trust me. So that's a that's the one of the bigger mistakes, I think. Um, the other part is, what is it, probably shooting. Yeah, I was going to say your,
1: your preparation, shot preparation. Uh, yeah or bull practice, uh, yep. not
0: doing it. Correct. Uh, not knowing your equipment. Yeah. Um, you know, the important part is you should be probably trying to practice year round. I mean, you know, Mike and I shoot year round. I'll tell you that. Um, and we shoot our hunt equipment year round. And the only time we shoot field points is when we're shooting indoor 3D like we are right now. Otherwise, we shoot broadheads, and yep. that is it. Yep. And the reason for that is now we know our equipment, we know it's ready for the season. Everything's good. Strings are, are tuned, everything's dialed into where it needs to be stretched into position. If you've got a new set of strings, you know, this year Mike and I both put new strings on our bows already. Well, they're already stretched and put in position. Everything's timed out, final spins put, put into the cable systems. All that's done. Uh, it's important stuff to be ready for the season. Yeah. Uh, If you are going to experiment with equipment, say you're going to want to change broadheads or you want to switch arrows or something like that, you need to test that stuff. And don't change just because so-and-so said that this arrow is better than that arrow. Change because you physically tested it and it is. Right. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've known this man for 25 plus years and he shoots the same broadhead now as he shot then. I do, and he will not change. I won't. <laughs> so, and I've tried to get him. Yeah, you know, but and in, in his defense, what I shoot is a, it's a good broadhead. I like yeah. it. It's not any better than the broadhead that he shoots. And yes, they're both fixed blade broadheads. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot to that part of it. I think that's probably the, I guess the biggest. Yeah. I mean, you think of anything else there? You know, well, educate yourself on your areas yeah. you know that's you know I don't if you're going on an out-of-state hunt you can only do so much by educating yourself you know look yeah. at aerial photos whatever if you get a chance to go and scout yeah you know, over the summertime well, if you can take <clears throat> that time off and do it great. I mean if you're doing a you know an early
1: season uh, do it yourself out of state or something like that and obviously you know your hunting methods are going to be different than if you're talking about whitetail here, obviously, if you're spotting stalking, you're going after right, animals. Right, 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 At the Im- a lot of time you have.
0: Yeah. You know, so that's different. Yeah, there's a lot of <coughs> DIY stuff we can get into, I yeah. think. I Although
1: mean, we we'll probably make that a separate podcast. Yeah, yeah. Whitetail yeah. stuff, you know, pick and choose, be smart. Yeah. We've learned it. Not that we didn't have success the other way, too, sometimes, but I think we hurt ourselves more than we helped ourselves oh, I guarantee a lot of years. Yep. You know to be very honest with you so you know spend that time reviewing things or, or like what we like to do is get in um, our observation stands we call them, where yep. we're not really expecting to see anything but you know the no invasive you know in and out just somewhere we can watch and see things here we yeah. want to see
0: yeah wanna, where we have stands that we want to hunt we were we let our so. cameras work harder <clears throat> now than what we used to yeah um, we used to be those guys that would get in early season, go out, you know, you got to get that building yeah. footage for the show, yeah, or you got to do this. How many that. days can we put in? Yeah. Oh, I remember we were putting in 100 plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah it would be every, every, huh? almost every day. I got to hunt. I, I got to hunt. hunt. Yeah, it didn't hunt. matter. I was in the tree. Yeah. You know, that was the wrong way about going. Yeah. Like, if you thought about it, you know, we shot more deer during the rut then than we do now because we were educating deer not to be around us during yeah. the rut. We were good at it. We were good at it. But, yeah, I think that's (coughs) about covers the question. We appreciate the question. Uh, If you guys get a chance, remember to subscribe subscribe right down here in the right-hand corner. Hit the Reaper. Podcast-wise, if you want to listen to us, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, also our main feed at rss.com. Got any questions or want to put some comments in, we appreciate the comments. Hit them right down here in the comment section here on YouTube. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe. it's really Better this box <laughs> of six goes. Sneaking up about a mile, mile and a half behind. Mike's waiting out behind me watching. So we're gonna see if we can get a shot. it been a long week. I don't see a lot of deer. So.
1: It is. Day five here in North Dakota. Ah. Uh, I've had really poor luck lately. Sun's just coming up. We're out here today. It's it's about 14 degrees right now. It's gonna actually warm up into the 40s today.